This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Well, who has the right of way, whether a motorist or a pedestrian, whether you are one of those or a cyclist, do you know if you have the right of way? Leonard Kunka is a personal injury lawyer and partner at Thompson Rogers, and he joins me in studio. Thanks for coming to see us today. Thank you for having me. So what's prompted you to be a voice in this discussion? Well, I mean, uh, this is what I do for a living. I act for people who are injured in motor vehicle accidents and other types of accidents. And certainly pedestrian accidents, cyclist accidents are on the rise. So that's what prompted me to, you know, to speak out about it. Pedestrian deaths, in fact, have increased 15% over the last five years. Uh, Both the province and the city have introduced plans to bring these numbers down. Uh, In your estimation, are we seeing, will we see any effect, a positive effect of this? Well, there are a lot of things that are going on. I know the Metro Police have uh, just instituted a new program to try to have people become more aware and more visible. Um, we, We have to understand that there are three groups of people that, share the roadways, motorists, pedestrians, and cyclists. And we all have to be more aware of one another, and we all have to pay more attention when we're sharing these roadways. Are we, and you and I have seen the same article in the New York Times today, uh, biggest spike in traffic deaths in 50 years in the U.S., blame technology, blame the apps, blame all the distractions, the handheld devices, which are against the law if you're driving, is is that the main culprit in, in this? Well, it's one of the main cul- culprits. Uh, it was interesting. I was speaking with Constable Stibby of the Metro Police, uh, who was a spokesman for Metro Toronto Police last week about this issue. And, and he had a very interesting comment. He said, with more technology in vehicles, we're, we're becoming poorer drivers. And I think there's something to that because people tend to rely on these devices, you know, pedestrian uh, uh, control devices, lane departure devices. And you stop being a good driver, you stop being as good a driver, and you stop checking and doing the things that you should be doing as a careful, prudent driver. And ironically, you're trying to be more efficient as a driver by using your GPS or resetting it at stoplights, that kind of thing. Exactly. And in fact, it's having the opposite effect. Right. Um, What are the other reasons that we're seeing more traffic accidents involving pedestrians? Well, uh, an alarming stat is that... uh, a large percentage of the pedestrian deaths this year, in fact, of 70 people killed in in, uh, road accidents this year, uh, 36 of those were pedestrian accidents. And an alarming statistic is that uh, a large number of the pedestrian deaths are with elderly people. Mm -hmm. And it's it's an odd stat because you'd think, well, Elderly people cross the road more slowly than younger people, and they should therefore be easier to see, and it seems to be the opposite. And I think it has a lot to do with distraction. It has a lot to do with people are in a hurry. There are more people on the road. There's more congestion on the road. People are impatient, and they're just not paying attention. And I think that's 
you know, the biggest thing, and it's not just the drivers, I don't want to just blame the drivers, cyclists and pedestrians have to pay attention too. You know, if you're going to cross the roadway, you could cross at a crosswalk, or you can cross in the middle of the road. If you cross in the middle of the road, you know, mid-block, you're putting yourself at risk. Uh, now, motorists say, oh, well, you know, I didn't expect that person to, to cross mid-block, but we see it every day. You know, I do it myself. I know I'm not supposed to, but you do it. You do it out of convenience. Uh, you do it because you don't think there's any traffic coming, so you cross mid-block, and that's a dangerous thing to do, and a lot of the accidents that we see are with people who cross mid-block. Pedestrians, it's pretty much every day we're hearing about pedestrians hit in some sort of traffic accident. Last night, there were a couple um, non-life-threatening injuries, minor injuries, but nonetheless, people are hit in traffic when it's dark, and we have far less daylight at this time of year, so that's another factor. We need to heighten our senses even more when we're out there. Exactly. This time of year, we always see sort of a spike in uh, pedestrian uh, motor vehicle accidents, and it's because the days are shorter, and whereas in the summer, at this, you know, at five o'clock, six o'clock at night, you can st- see people pretty well because there's lots of daylight at this time of year. And with the, you know, the clocks rolling back last week, uh, it's getting darker earlier and it's more difficult to see people. And the same applies when we get into the winter, when it starts to snow and the uh, conditions are bad. It's all an issue about visibility. And that's why the Metro Police started this uh, recent program you know, to try to encourage people to think about visibility, making yourself visible on the roadway. And that applies to bicyclists and pedestrians as well. Be alert and be seen. Correct. We want to hear about your experiences out there. Are you a driver? Are you a cyclist? Or do you primarily use the roads as a pedestrian? Do you feel less safe than you did five years ago? Your stories, 416-360-0740, And we want to talk about, with our personal injury lawyer, Leonard Kunko, we want to talk about shifting the mindset because everyone has the right of way in certain circumstances, but it's a matter of knowing when do you have the right of way and when can you take that that opportunity. Well, I think it would be interesting for most people to know, and I don't think a lot of people know this, that as a driver, if you struck a, a pedestrian in Ontario, you're automatically assumed to be at fault. It's something we call in law the reverse onus provision. So if you're a driver and you strike a pedestrian, you're automatically assumed to be at fault unless you can establish that the pedestrian or the bicyclist or whatever did something uh, unusual that caused the accident. And most people don't realize that. They think that a pedestrian crossing in the middle of the road, how could I be at fault for that? Well, in law, you will be considered to be at fault unless you can prove otherwise. And so in that situation, when would the pedestrian be at fault? Well, it's what we consider uh, an issue of contributory negligence. Um, A pedestrian can be found, even though we have this reverse onus provision and the driver is primarily responsible, you can shift that uh, onus back to the pedestrian if the pedestrian did something uh, that caused the accident. So, for instance, if a pedestrian runs out when when a vehicle is very close to them, um, that may shift responsibility back to the pedestrian. Right, in, in a case where the driver had no way of stopping. Exactly. And so if there are a bunch of witnesses around who say, you know, that person 
didn't look for the vehicle because the pedestrian has an obligation too to make sure that they can cross safely. So you're supposed to look for vehicles and make sure that if you're crossing, and this applies at crosswalks or mid-block, just because you're at a crosswalk doesn't mean that you're necessarily safe. You know, you have to check before you get out into a crosswalk to make sure that there isn't a car so close to the crosswalk that they won't be able to stop in time. You can't just assume the minute you push that button that you now can safely cross the road and not have to worry about any traffic approaching. I remember uh, as a young child, my mother saying, make eye contact with the driver before you cross the street. It was advice I've passed on to my own kids. And that way you have a visual understanding that you're safe to go. Absolutely good advice. I mean, we talk about that. And in lawsuits, we always ask those sort of questions. Did you make eye contact with the driver? Did Did the driver see the pedestrian? You know, what sort of interchange was there between the driver and the pedestrian? Let's get to a call here. We'll take a quick break and then back with more of your calls. Cliff in Toronto, you're on Fight Back. You have a question for Leonard Kunka or a comment? Go ahead. Yes. um, Okay. I'm a driver myself and and I'm I'm talking or I I need some, um, I'm confused about cyclists and um, what sort of lighting headlights or whatever they should have on their bike. I mean, when I'm downtown and I'm driving around, I don't see any bikes, any of the cyclists, with a a light on the front or the back. I mean, they have the headgear, which is great, but they don't seem to have lighting. And, uh, And, I mean, sometimes it's very hard to see a cyclist cycling, uh, at nighttime especially, of course, uh, because they don't have the, the lighting necessary. Well, it is a problem. Um, can you comment on that for me, please? Okay. Uh, as to the law, yep. I mean, are, they, are they required by law to have lights on their bike? Okay, Cliff, let's uh, get to Leonard's answer on that. Yeah, they are required to have a light if they're going to be traveling in the evening. They're supposed to have reflectors uh, on their bicycle as well, on the pedals and on the rear forks of, of the vehicle. Uh, a lot of bicyclists now have lights and these sort of flashing rear lights that you see. These are all good safety features. Uh, cyclists have a very strange sort of dual role uh, under the law. They're considered vehicles under the Highway Traffic Act, so they have to follow all of the rules of the road that apply to a, a car. But strangely, if a car hits a cyclist, a cyclist is treated like a pedestrian, and the reverse onus still applies. So they have sort of an odd hybrid sort of uh, role uh, on the roadway. But it doesn't mean that cyclists can just proceed thinking that they have the right of way. They still have to observe the rules of the road. They still have to stop at stop signs, stop at traffic lights, and obey the rules that a vehicle would obey. 416-360-0741-866-744-740. Our conversation on road safety continues in a moment. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. We're talking about safety on the roads and how it's declined, particularly over the last five years, uh, with an increase in pedestrian deaths to the tune of 15%. In studio with us is Leonard Kunka, personal injury lawyer and partner at Thompson Rogers. And your calls, everybody's got something to say about this because you either are a motorist, a driver, or a cyclist. Dave in Toronto, go ahead. Hi, uh, yeah, my name's Dave, and I like your show. I want to make a comment uh, with respect to cycling safety. Uh, I'm not saying I disagree with the lawyer, but I think a lot of the stuff he says is totally wrong because 
Uh, my biggest beef with cyclists is that a lot of them, a number, of high percentage of them, are going through stop signs. Uh, they're going through red lights, uh, particularly around the Lee Side area, the Millwood area. I was there one night, <clears throat> and I had a video camera, and I was shooting video of how many cyclists were actually going through the stop signs. Nine out of ten cyclists were actually just flying through those stop signs wow. on Millwood Avenue. There were four that I videotaped going through uh, Melwood Avenue and uh, 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 Laird Drive. They went through the red lights. And this is a constant problem. So I went and <clears throat> talked to a policeman that sat in the corner of Melwood and uh, Laird, and I said, look, I said, you, you got a real problem with these errant cyclists. Often when you approach them to remind them, hey, hey, look, why are you disobeying the traffic laws? And I have to stop the red lights. And they give you the finger, or they swear at you. So that propels me that... Uh, silent outrage that these guys are not only stupid, but they're absolute arrogance. And my favorite story, which was reported in the Toronto Star, was when Karen Stintz got a ticket going through a red light or a stop sign in the area where she lived, and she had no idea that it was against the law. Well, it's against the law, and I find it incredulous that these people come up with some type of pew saying, well, you know, uh, they've got two wheels, and the fact that they figure they're above the law and it's happening consistently. It's a real bad problem with arrogant and rude cyclists thumbing their nose at motorists and actually blowing through. And I've got the videotape to prove it. So okay. I talked uh, to one of the persons at City Hall, and I suggested these people, uh, before they're, uh, retailers, before they're giving a license to sell bicycles to the public, they should have a 15- or 10-minute test requiring that all buyers, new buyers of bicycles, should complete a form and pass a test before they're awarded the bicycle of their choice. And I think you certainly have been proactive here, and our personal injury lawyer, Leonard Kunka, I mean, you might want to re-explain what you said, because I think you're saying the exact same thing. I was going to say, I don't think we disagree. Right. What I said is that uh, cyclists under the Highway Traffic Act are considered to be motor vehicles. They're the same as a motor vehicle. They have to obey the rules of the road just like a car. And I agree with you. If a cyclist approaches an intersection and doesn't stop at the intersection uh, when they're supposed to, they're violating the law. And one thing that we all see as drivers that we have to be aware of is cyclists coming up from behind your vehicle, on the side of your vehicle. And, you know, I see this all the time. I live in the same area that you're talking about. I live near the Leaside area. I see it all the time. Cars turning right when a cyclist is approaching from the rear. They don't check as they're making their turn. The cyclist thinks that they've got the right of way and goes zooming straight through the intersection and you have a collision or a near collision. These are the sort of things I'm talking about. It, it requires everybody who's using the roads to be more aware not to proceed on the basis that you have the right of way. And it might be this arrogance that you're talking about, but people should proceed with caution and should proceed knowing that there are other people using the road and not just think that they have the right of way and they're just going to go ahead. Well, Dave has certainly been proactive in doing the video and going to police and going to City Hall. Does he have a case or is it a non-starter to have people with bicycles take some sort of course or have some sort of license? Well, I mean, that's something that, uh, you know, I think that we may be heading down that road. Uh, the, you know, the government at some point may very well consider licen- licensing bicyclists and making sure that people have licenses. They're posted on their vehicle. They're going to uh, then be treated more like vehicles. It's up to the police to enforce this. It's, so when p- the police see cyclists who don't um, 
pay attention to the rules of the road, you know, they should be giving them tickets because under the Highway Traffic Act, they're violating the law. Safety on the roads, our topic today on Fight Back. Jane for Libby, 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. Harvey in Ajax, go ahead. You're on Zoomer Radio. Well, good good, uh, afternoon, Jane. Good afternoon. Uh, Okay, I was in Toronto um, recently. You've got a signalization light, and you've got well, a traffic light, and then you have a pedestrian light, which I found interesting because in Montreal, where you've got uh, bicycle paths especially, you have the light that is for pedestrians and bicycles and a signalization light or traffic light for vehicles. So in Montreal, the bicycles and the pedestrians get the, the green light first. Then they're allowed to do their thing, and after seconds or minutes, whatever, then the, uh, that light goes red, no bicycles, no pedestrians, and the cars can do with their right turn, their left turn, whatever they so desire. There's no encumbrance, if you will, to the vehicle drivers. Okay. Leonard, can you comment on that? Well, I think we might be moving in that direction. I mean, as the city moves toward more designated bicycle lanes, I just think of up near where I live, off of Bayview Avenue, there's just been complete reconstruction of Bayview Avenue with a very large protected bicycle lane. It's actually a multi use lane is for uh, bicyclists, pedestrians, joggers, but it was mainly done for uh, bicyclists and it's now protected from the side uh, of the road, on the side of the roadway from motorists with a a barrier. Mm -hmm. And I can see, you know, down the road as more of these kind of protected bike lanes develop in the city to have, you know, separate like lanes and lights for cyclists. Back to your calls now, Paul in Acton, you're on Fight Back. Oh, hey, hi. Um, yeah, I have a, a couple of things, but um, a lot of them have just been gone over. Okay, I'm a pedestrian. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I I put most of my confidence in myself. Okay, it's easy to say you have the right of way, but when you get hit by a car, if you didn't look to see what that driver was doing and make sure you had a clear path you end up losing anyway. It doesn't matter. Right. You, you follow what I'm saying? And so you're, you have to be an advocate for yourself. You yes, have to. absolutely. And I was um, a tow motor driver for 30 years, and pedestrian always has the right of way. But the point of the matter is there has to be a communication between the drivers and the pedestrians. You have to make eye contact. You have to make sure you're, you have the right of way. And as far as um, being on your mobile phone uh-huh. chasing Pokemon while you're walking across the street because you have the right of way, I and, and they say they don't want to do anything about that, just let common sense be the guide. Well, that doesn't work, does it? No, it doesn't. Well, thanks for reinforcing that message. You make a number of good points. Uh, You know, you're right. Just because pedestrians have the right of way doesn't mean that they can, 
you know, just aimlessly walk across the street without paying attention. There's a couple of things that all pedestrians can do to be safer. Number one, think about what you're wearing if you're going to be walking. You know, so many times when we deal with unfortunate pedestrian motor vehicle accidents, uh, the biggest thing we hear from the driver is, I didn't see the pedestrian. They were wearing dark clothing. It was dark at night. I just couldn't see them. And there was nothing that they were wearing that that drew my attention to them. So that's one thing you can do. The second thing that you pointed to, and it's very important, pedestrian cyclists wearing earphones on their phone, texting, head down, not paying attention, walking, you know, into traffic without looking. I mean, this is just a recipe for disaster. Right. And, and, mo- and pedestrians need to pull over and stop, uh, literally, on the sidewalk if you want to finish a text or take a phone call. The same sort of policy should apply to pedestrians as to motorists. Absolutely. I mean, it's just, it's shocking and it's sad to see the number of pedestrians and cyclists who get hit and they've got headphones on, they couldn't hear the vehicles coming, they right. didn't, couldn't hear a, a, a horn. Um, you know, it's just dangerous. Leonard, we have one more minute here. We j- I just want to reinforce force before we go, the new rule that was introduced uh, on January 1st of this year that requires drivers and cyclists to stop and yield the whole roadway at pedestrian crossovers. You have to wait until the pedestrian clears the entire road before you can resume your your movement. That's right. And, and you know, this is a new law that I don't think a lot of people either are aware of or are paying attention to. It applies to all pedestrian crosswalks and anywhere where there is a crossing guard. And the reason for it is simple. Drivers on the roadway take their cues from other drivers on the roadway. So if you're approaching a crosswalk and you see other people driving across that crosswalk, you may assume there's no one inside the crosswalk, and that may not be the case. The person may have crossed past one set of cars but not the opposing lane. So the idea of making sure that the pedestrian continues all the way across the road and is on the sidewalk before cars can move is to protect protect the pedestrians. I think it's a, a, it, that is a great move towards safety for everybody. It is, and it's unfortunate because I see it every day. People still don't appreciate this rule. Yeah. It certainly takes some adjusting as a it driver, <laughs> but it, it, once you get doing it, it, it starts to feel like a regular way of doing things. Leonard Kunka, thanks for coming in. My pleasure. It was a pleasure to have you here. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.